Welcome to Forefront Radio, Forefront's new podcast series featuring philanthropic, nonprofit, and sector leaders who are making a difference in Illinois and beyond. Forefront is unique for being the nation's only regional association that represents both philanthropy and nonprofits, as well as their advisors and other allies of the sector. Our mission is to build a vibrant social impact sector that improves the quality of life for all the people of Illinois. Learn more about Forefront and how to join at myforefront.org slash join. I'm Dahlia Coleman, VP of Strategy and Policy at Forefront. Today on Forefront Radio, we'll have a conversation with Israel Idanije, former Chicago Bears defensive end and founder of the Israel Idanije Foundation. Today, we'll talk about IIF's Shop with a Cop program. Israel is joined today by Sergeant Sam Dickerson with the Chicago Police Department, who has participated in IIF Shop with a Cop program. Thank you, Israel and Sam, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So um, I want to start a little bit with uh, talking a little bit about you, Israel, if we could. I understand you were born in Nigeria, and I'm curious about how a young man like you, a kind of a tall <laughs> young man, uh, ended up living in the United States and playing for the Bears. Yeah, so I, I was born in Lagos, Nigeria, and we moved to Canada when I was four years old. And um, my parents are missionaries who came from a family of service, and my father's very academic, so they actually didn't want me to play football. I, I played basketball growing up, uh, and then I ran after school programs at the YMCA. My boss at that program at the Y, like, begged me to come play football when I was 17. I played one year. I didn't love it. I went to do other things, and he said you, he thought I could play football. Um, so he got me a tryout for the provincial team, the state team. I went up to that tryout. I made the team. The head coach of the University of Manitoba was at that practice, and they ended up signing me to the University of Manitoba. They were looking – a scout from the Cleveland Browns came and was looking at another player. He saw me and said, hey, young man, you could play in the NFL. And just like that, I ended up uh, signing with the Cleveland Browns, and in a blink of an eye, I was in the NFL. Had you heard of the NFL? Yeah. Of course, I, I, I wasn't a big. I wasn't I a big. That's a lame question. Yeah. Canada, Canada's not that far away. Well, you know, Canada. There's hockey. Yeah. There's you know soccer. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so I did. I grew up playing hockey and basketball primarily. I watched football just really during the Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a big football fan, um, but he was just this. Coach Grindy was bent on me playing football and the opportunity what it would provide for me. And uh, he convinced my mother. They both made me go to my first practice at uh, in Winnipeg and changed my life. So you mentioned that uh, your parents were missionaries and you were heavily involved with the YMCA uh, as a young person. And I always find it really fascinating that when you talk to people who are involved in philanthropy in some way, in their background somewhere, there's always an organization or an experience in their youth that planted that seed. And I'm just wondering if that seed that was planted is part of what motivates you now to do what you do. 100%. The the upbringing that I had and the environment that I grew up in is very uh, important part of my life and a part of who I am, service. So now with this incredible blessing to play in the NFL on this global stage, you know, it's not about making tackles, you know, it's what do you do with your gift to make your world better? So I, you know, 
said I'm going to try to do what I can with what I have to impact the lives around me. And that's ultimately just where you start. So we uh, we started doing the after school programs and, and giving back. And and uh, I just always felt to to just be known for playing sport with all of that gift would have been a, a disservice to my background. And, and I wouldn't be here if I didn't have people at the Y who gave us membership as a part of their YMCA program or, or, or parents that constantly you know uplifted me throughout the journey so i was just thankful and just trying to give that back uh, to the next generation so why youth you know because there are a lot of missions out there there could be puppies there could be babies <laughs> so why youth? well because i see myself in our youth you know that's when i was touched that that's when my life was changed i you know i have an older sister two younger brothers some anonymous family or individual at the YMCA uh, gave a donation that allowed us for almost two to three years to go to the YMCA for free. As a part of that, we had to be a part of this, it was called the Youth Leadership Program. And that Youth Leadership Program, I had to go in the center after school and we'd work on, you know, conflict resolution, you know, what do you want to do with your life, understanding your gifts and your abilities, uh, those, and then after you were done with the course, you could go play throughout the center. So that's, to me, those moments that were able to sharpen my gifts and help me become a better young man. That's what I want. That's what I'm hoping to do for that young man or that woman out there uh, that's in, in our programs, that's involved with myself, my team, our officers, that, that they aspire to, to do more, to be more because of the environment that they're in. Great. So that's the perfect segue into talking about why you set up the Israel Idanaje Foundation in uh, 2007. So tell us a little bit about what its mission is and what it wants to do. Well, yeah, today we're focused on social and emotional development. That's EQ, which is a lot of things determine how emotionally connected someone is. For us, we scaled it down to five things that determine that uh, self-awareness, social awareness, self-management effective communication and responsible decision making so that means you understand who you are your gifts your abilities but like what makes me me when you know that and then how do you fit in your community with me as a person how do we all work together you know as in a social way in a community way uh, that uplifts each of our own gifts then you know self-management a plan like i need in order for me to be successful i need a map i need that plan for my life what is your plan laying that out responsible decision-making, every step I take, every decision I make today affects me achieving my plan or getting to where I want to be. And then communication to me is the number one component, understanding not only how to communicate internally, but, you know, um, why did that, what, why did what that person say, said hurt me? And why am I upset about it? Understanding that first self and then being able to articulate like, hey, I don't appreciate what you said or what you did. And this is why and this is how I feel. I mean, that's huge in being successful in life. Uh, so that's what we try to do with our programs from the all-star camp to, you know, the, the after school program with Shop with the Cop, understanding that you have value, you have a place, you need a plan, surround yourself with the right people, learn how to communicate. And uh, under, ultimately, you're not in this journey alone. So a follow-up to that, uh, when you talk about those those five qualities that your program tries to imbue with young folks, I hear in the back of my head my dad's voice because he would say pretty much the same things. Um, Good job, Dad. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he probably thinks that I over-communicate because I have a big mouth, but whatever. Um, 
Do you think that uh, your parents have had a, a really big role to play in how you have formed your organization and the programs that you've rolled out? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, they've had a, a big part in just the formation of me, you know, of how I process and how I I articulate my, my thoughts on life and community and, and supporting and, and just the journey, you know. So, so without a question, I think their lessons and watching them live lives of service, it's definitely has, you know, put an imprint on my model or my mold for who I want to be and, and kind of what I want to represent in the community without question. So you have four locations, Chicago, Winnipeg, uh, West Africa. Is there somewhere else other than Winnipeg? No, Winnipeg is no. Canada. Yeah. So three locations. Um, why these three places? Well, those those are all places that I call home. Really, okay. You know, so I, I grew up in, in, in Canada. I spent now a, a lot of time here in, in Chicago. In, in the U.S. and and I was born in in West Africa and we've been going back since 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, so just three places that are, are near and dear to my heart that I call home. And the plight or the the struggle for all of us in life is the same. We're, we're all facing challenges. We're all going through the same thing. So in those areas, you know, having a model where we can really just touch on our five core skills um, and tell those stories of how do you get from where you are to where you want to be. Well, it starts with doing these few things. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us more about a few of the specific programs that the foundation supports. Yeah, so we do an all-star football camp every year since 2007. We have about 250 kids that uh, come out for football and cheerleading. Um, and we've had great partners over the years. All the kids are fed. We get professional athletes and entertainers to come out and 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 really understand the, the message for the day is that come out here, have fun. It's during the summer, um, work hard, but support each other. And then all these people are here are here for you because of you. So remember to make the right decisions to stay focused. If you see someone down, help them up. I mean, it's not going to be easy. We're going to run and, and as life, it's not going to be a challenge, but get up, keep fighting through. It's only going to be two hours of work. So we do the all-star camp every year, and it's a free camp. On, unlike like most camps, it's free for all the kids. And um, we have our after-school program we do uh, that rolls up into an incredible thing for the year that, that I love, which is our, our leadership, our summer leadership program. We take five kids out of that program. After now you know, hey, who I am, I know what I want to do, all these things, then what? So we take those five kids. I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a chef. I reach into our network, my team, we reach into our network and find high-level people that do that right here in Chicago. And they spend uh, one week in our office, and then the remaining six weeks they spend on-site in actual jobs at places like Chicago Cut, you know, at, at Molly's Cupcakes, at, you know, Chicago Veterinarian uh, Clinic, like real places getting real work experience mm-hmm. in environment. And one of two things happens. I love this and more than ever, now I know this is what I want to do. Or you know what? I didn't love peeling <laughs> potatoes in the back of the kitchen all day. The kitchen sucks. And, and, I don't want this. You know, <laughs> right. Which is just as valuable. Right. You know, so right. um, you know, that's also another great part of the year. And then Shop with a Cop is, is as I was sharing with Beth earlier, it's really one of the um, just best feeling things that we do all year. Uh, one of the most heartfelt events we do all year. Um, just to get together as a community. The community 
the police officers, the leadership, mm-hmm. uh, to share and love on 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 these kids, and uh, it just it's just a great time of year. So let's pivot slightly since you mentioned shop with a cop, um, and I want to acknowledge uh, the sergeant sitting with us. So um, I was going to ask this question of you, Israel, but I think I'm going to ask Sergeant um, here. So, Sam, why do you think Shop with a Cop is an important program for uh, young boys and girls living in Chicago? Uh, I think it's important because any of the programs that the police department participates in where it's not a situation where somebody's called the police and it's a conflict or chaos going on, this is a one-on-one. They can talk to a police officer. They can kind of see that a police officer is a real person. You know, the kids can ask questions, which they always do. You know, they can't walk up to a policeman on the street. But in this setting, especially over time, after an hour or two hours, they can kind of ask you, hey, let me ask you this or let me ask you that. And uh, they don't, and they can get an answer. And it's from someone that they kind of feel like they kind of know that they've hung out with for a little while. Mm-hmm. And just to touch on that also, I mean, that's one of the aspects of the day that I love. We start with bowling and pizza. Um, and, yeah, everyone's a little bit, you know, we don't know each other yet. But by the end of the day, with the shopping experience, right. the kids are in the car. They're being carried. They're like, it's just there's relationship being built there, mm-hmm. which at the core of anything in anything in life, to find success in anything, it starts with relationship. So you want to talk about building a, a better community or any of those those relationships that are being built, watching that happen where the kids are holding the officer's hands or going through, I want to get this. Every year we say don't do it, but then, you know, the kids are always over their budget a little bit. So officers are like, you know what, we'll, we'll go ahead and sneak this extra little toy in here. But it's, it's really um, a relationship building event at, the, at its very core. That's what that day is about. So a follow up to that. What do you think the families get out of that? relationship building and what do the police officers get from it well i think um for the families it's it's a reassurance you know um everyone you know needs reassurance in especially times like this and honestly we've had years where people were not necessarily like oh well, we don't know if we want to go to the event i said listen this is this event is about love Period. You know, so that's what this event is about. If you're coming together, regardless if it's amazing times or challenging times, it's about coming together to support and love one another. And the kids have come out and regardless of what our, what's going on in our community, at the end of the event, it's always been, wow, that was a, a transformational event. So for the families, for the kids themselves, not just on the day, but I think the ramifications beyond that one day, when you go out and you tell other people about, I had a great day with, you know, these other kids and these police officers and the leaders, um, that, that is a, a great reward, not just for those families, not just for those neighborhoods, but it's, it's for, you know, the community. And then uh, for the police officers, I think it's, it's the same, you know, um, it's about, reconnecting with some of these kids and I'll let, um, you know, uh, Sam talked to it a little bit, but, you know, reconnecting and, and every year as well, the police officers are like, Hey, we had such a great event coming out and a great time just laughing and shopping with, with these kids that are in our neighborhoods. And, and, um, it's just about reconnecting and that's the reward. 
mm-hmm. you know, me, myself, I, I put on the Santa Claus hat and I get to walk around. Um, but I walk away still every year like, oh, man. That was that was so much fun, and you feel you feel rewarded for just being a, a part of of this special day for these kids. Right, right, Sam. And, and probably another thing that the public needs to see, and officers know it, especially that work in a regular district, regular area. Um, they talk to a lot of kids. They help a lot of families. They spend money out of their pockets. Usually, the general public doesn't know that. So unless it's that particular family, other people don't know that the police interact with the public like that. So mm-hmm. this event kind of helps show the public and the kids that's involved that, you know, policemen do this all the time. Unfortunately, it's just not shown or talked about. Sam, how long have you been with the force? I've been a Chicago police officer for 21 years. I've been a sergeant since 2007. And before this job, I worked at a prison, Stateville prison for three years. Mm, okay. So uh, how has your experience uh, with Shop With a Cop been? And can you tell us a story of uh, with one of the kids who's participated and how Shop With a Cop was really impactful? Um, well, one thing I look forward to, this this will be my first time participating mm-hmm. in this event. So um, I don't have any past experiences with it, but I've worked in other um, um fundraising or other situations mm-hmm. with the police department. So these are always fun. So, cause you get to hang out with the kids and uh, they'll end up dragging me around. I know like that <laughs> like happens at other events. So right. um, that's really what I'm looking forward to connecting with some of the kids. Cause as in other events, which I'm sure will happen with this one, um, some of the families, parents and kids, I probably will end up staying in contact with, uh, which is important for them. They have somebody to reach out to the kids have somebody to reach out to. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm expecting that that same thing will happen with this, and I look forward to it. I just like how in these stories, you know, from your personal biography, Israel, and then talking about these programs, how family and community has been sort of a common thread throughout this. And so even with the programs that uh, IIF is putting on, the goal to build community is just really, really strong and how that's just a really strong foundation for the work that you do. Um, Mm -hmm. I heard that you have a request of all of the young people that participate. And what is that request and why is it important? Well, we have really, we have two requests. Um, The first one is that each of them get something for themselves. So over the years, we've had kids literally come and getting everything for everyone else and just, you know, so number one, that's great. But first, get something for you. This is about something uh, uh, this time of year to, to, to for us to support and love you. So make sure you get something for you. Second, get something that's educational. So uh, something that's going to help you learn, you know, something, uh, a book to read. So those are our two primary uh, requests to the kids that you have to get something for yourself before you start spending for your family and the people that you love. And then you have to get something that's going to help you level up uh, an educational component, a book, um, uh, something to, to help build you. Great. So we kind of touched on this uh, last question uh, or the second to last question, uh, which is about how this program impacts uh, the families and also the police officers who uh, participate. Um, I want to kind of broaden this out, and you've touched on this a little bit before talking about some of the challenging times. Um, 
how do you think this program can help impact some of the strained relationships in our communities between uh, police officers and community members? Yeah, I, I think it, it's just ultimately going back just to relationships mm -hmm. and, and there is no magical thing. You know, a relationship is about you and I sitting down and me getting to know a little bit about you and mm -hmm. you getting to know a little bit about me. And that's really where the magic happens. And, and we're fortunate to see that happen with, you know, bowling, some pizza, and then shopping. And, and it's really worked out well. And from the side of the officers, kind of where this all started, we had a young man that said, I hate cops. I sat down with him. I said, why do you hate cops? And he could not actually articulate to me mm -hmm. why he hated cops. So it's learned behavior that he's heard somewhere or somebody told him like, oh, we don't like cops. He had actually no experience personally of where this emotion came from. So we were like, we need to give him an experience. So he has actually something to draw from. Mm -hmm. And he came, we had our first shop with the cop. And, and then from there, he spent a full day with the police officer and, and his perspective changed. Um, every kid that has done the event on the following questionnaire has checked that this event did actually change my perception of officers, mm -hmm. you know, through that, through this experience. And then on the side of the police officers, I mean, um, they're in, in some pretty intense situations. Um, so, you know, I think a, a secondary component is now you spend, and, and, you know, Sergeant said, uh, you know, they're in these neighborhoods every day, mm -hmm. dealing with these kids and these families every day. And, not often enough are the stories told of them going above and beyond to serve. Right. You know, so, you know, I know for them that coming in and spending time with these kids and getting really, you see them hugging, carrying, pushing the kids around in the cart. Uh, it's just a reconnection moment. And um, that, that, I think that's, you know, that's what it's about. Sam? Um, kind of the same sentiment, but I think one of the main things is that this will help start with kids because pretty much everything starts with them because as they get older, this is imprinted in them that, mm -hmm. well, I may see this about police, but I did meet one policeman or I spent a day with one policeman and hopefully they'll continue that relationship with that, that particular policeman. So mm -hmm. I think it's important that it starts with kids because older people, they may have their perceptions, you know, it is what it is. Right. We're right. too late. We're right. Old. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. But with the kids, you can change something and, you know, they're going forward. So this can only help that. That's awesome. Um, so this year shop with a cop will be on Thursday, December 15th. And, uh, we also know that I'll give forgiving Tuesday is on November 29. So if you had a message to our listeners, um, who want to invest in this awesome program, what, uh, what do you want to tell them? Why should they invest in your program? Well, I just think that it's not just about investing in the program. It's it's about investing in our community and, and in the lives of the young men and women um, that that represent Chicago. And and this program is is one of those things, one of many things that they can be involved in to facilitate change. And and you know we're we're thankful. I mean, all these years to be working with, you know, the, the Chicago Police Department and to have these officers committed since day one, 
you know, so it's, it's, it's been just an incredible experience and the officers, um, this is actually a community event. So if you're a part of the Chicago community, um, as we look to grow, you know, we've been talking about, it's great. We get to do this with a hundred kids every year, but there are a lot more kids out there that need to be a part of something like this mm -hmm. that have experienced things or are being taught things that needed, they need to be a part of a day like this, you know, so, um, you know, people in the Chicago community being a part, supporting through um, Illinois Give, um, Give Illinois, it's, it's, uh, allows that to happen. To support, visit ilgive.com, November 29th, and, you know, at the end of the day, this is about the community coming together to support the community, so make sure you go to ilgive.com and support November 29th. Thank you so much for today, uh, Israel and Sergeant Sam Dickerson. I had a really good time with this conversation, um, even though I had a stupid question about the NFL at the beginning. <laughs> but uh, thanks so much, and good luck with the day, and good luck with your Giving Tuesday campaign. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Israel Idanaje and Sergeant Dickerson. For more information on Forefront's work and the work of our nonprofit members, visit www.myforefront.org slash our community. On November 29, give where you live and contribute to a cause near and dear to your heart. Israel Idanaje Foundation is participating in I'll Give along with 800 other Illinois nonprofits. Visit ilgive.com and invest in your community. Be sure to subscribe to Forefront Radio on iTunes so you don't miss an episode or find us via SoundCloud. If you like what you heard, send us a tweet at MyForefront.